ministry and message of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Another day to let our light so shine that men might see our good works and glorify you. Another day to be glad and rejoice in this day that you have made. Another day to bask in all of your blessings and benefits. God, we say thank you for every good and perfect gift. God, you're so good and so great and you've been so generous towards us. We say thank you. Now, God, how we pray that you'll forgive us of our sins, blot out our transgressions. Look now beyond our faults and see our needs. Take now this vessel in your hand and have thine own way. For God, you are truly the potter and I am the clay. So now, Lord, have your way. And God, bless our time together as we share in your word. It is in Jesus' mighty and marvelous name that we pray. Amen. God is truly good. And we are thankful and grateful to be in the house of glory one more time. We thank God for all of those who have served today in whatever capacity they have served. Thank God so much for all of our guests that are worshiping with us. Those who are watching online, God bless you. Shout out to Reverend Paxton Brown who injured uh, his knee in an old school, young school basketball game. He is at home recuperating. Amen. From knee surgery. Amen. No doubt he's watching online. What's up, Pax? Amen. He's watching online. So we'll continue to lift him in prayer. I ask that you also continue to lift the leader, director of our men's choir, Brother Jay. Keep him lifted as his mother, sister Evelyn, went home to be with the Lord. Continue to keep him and all of those, amen, who are going through a time of bereavement. Uh, we ask that you would lift them in prayer. It is there today. Yes, sir. But it could be you and I before we shalom, shalom today. Amen. Amen. Turn with me, if you would, to Joshua uh, chapter 1. Amen. Thank God for uh, those of you who are going with us to Abilene. Amen. And then uh, another visit to First St. John Cathedral Church uh, with Bishop Spears. Amen. Times all way. Amen. Don't forget to uh, get your ticket. Thank you so much to our media ministry for uh, that uh, commercial. Amen. Amen. God bless them. Amen. God is good and it's good to be here today. Amen. Amen. It is really, trust me, it's good to be here um, today. Amen. There was an incident that took place the other day. Reverend Howard and I were in the car and he was driving. It was not his fault, but as our light turned green, amen, and we, he didn't pull out right away, amen. He was a safe and cautious driver, amen. But somebody ran a red light and T-boned us. He spun us around, amen, airbag deployed, and um, it just shows you how quick things can happen, amen, in a matter of seconds. Amen. Thanks be to God, we were able to, to walk away. Amen. 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 I'll ride with you again, brother. Amen. Praise be to God. 
God makes promises to those who are in relationship with him. But often his promises are conditional. Amen. Psalm 37 and 4 says, Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. God has promised to give us the desires of our heart, but they, they're conditional and one has to delight themselves in the Lord. But often we want the desires of our heart without delighting in the Lord. Proverbs 3, verses, uh, verse 5 says, Trust the Lord with all thy heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding in all thy ways. Acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. God has certainly promised that he would guide us, that he would direct us, but the guidance is conditioned upon us acknowledging him in all of our ways. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The condition is one must believe. God has made the promise. He loved the world. His love is unconditional. But he said we must take action if we're going to be saved. That is, we have to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. My brothers and sisters, I'm trying to let you know that God's promises often are conditional. Uh, why did it take Israel so long to get to the place God had promised them? He had delivered them from Egypt and they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years on their way to the land of promise. But actually, they could have made feel the journey in a few days. Why is it that it took Israel so long to get to the place God wanted them to be? It was because of their disobedience. And because of their disobedience, they were moving and going nowhere. They were moving, if you would, in a circular motion. The love of God, I told you, is unconditional. However, his promises come with conditions. There are some conditions you must meet to possess the promises of God. I wish I had a praying crowd here. There are a lot of times we want blessings to just fall on us. But on the other hand, God said there are some things I need you to do. It's almost God is saying, if you do this, then I'll do that. Uh, he says, draw nigh unto me, and I'll draw nigh unto you. He's, the promise is, I will draw nigh unto you, but the condition is, you need to draw nigh unto me. I wish I had somebody. He says, uh, the, the promise is, I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. I will open up the window, the floodgates of heaven, and pour you out 
won't have room enough to receive, but your part is you've got to bring the tithe into the storehouse if you want the promise. In other words, you've got to practice the principle before you can receive, receive the promise. And a whole lot of times, we just want the part that has to do with the promise, and we want to X out the principle because we don't want to go through the process. And so because Israel was disobedient, they are going around in circles. God has promised them the land, but if you're going to get the land, God says to them, you're going to have to pursue it. You're going to have to possess it. You're going to have to go after it. I've already promised it to you. I've opened the door. I have given the promise to your fathers. I gave it to Moses. The land is yours, but there's some things you're going to have to do in order to possess the promise that I have provided for you. But not only for them, the same goes for all of us today. And as believers, we should always be progressing in this spiritual journey. However, many times we stop like the children of Israel and we fall short in receiving what God has just for us. Tell your neighbor he has something just for you. Israel stopped short when they failed to enter into the promised land the first time. Because of their disobedience, they wandered in the wilderness, and instead of receiving what God had promised, they fell short. And our stopping short may be the result of holding onto some sin, or refusing to follow God's direction, or obeying His word in certain matters. But the end result is this because we wander, we fail to enjoy the blessings of God. And a lot of times we have failed to enjoy the blessings that God has promised for us because we refuse to follow his direction, we refuse to obey his word, and we want to hold on to some sin in our lives. I wish I had a praying crowd. But the end result is that we fail to enjoy the peace that God has provided for us. God is trying to help us today, Didi, help us move from the pain and hurt of the past into the peace and power the Lord desires you to experience in the future. Because the children of Israel, Egypt for them was a place of pain, it was a place of hurt, a place of defeat, a place of discouragement, and God says, I've come to deliver you and take you up out of here and take you to a land that's flowing with milk and honey. I promise I've got something better for you, and God desires them to leave that place of pain, discouragement, defeat, depression, heartbreak, and heartache, and move into the peace place he has provided for them, a place of peace and power and joy and contentment and satisfaction, and God is trying to do the same thing for you and I if we would simply catch hold to what God is trying to teach us in Joshua chapter 1.
Notice, 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 uh, notice, Reverend Green. The first thing that takes place, uh, if we're going to experience uh, or possess our promised land, uh, the first thing we've got to do, Jamel, is receive the challenge. Tell you that we've got to receive the challenge. Look at verse number two. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross over the Jordan into the land I'm about to give you. After Moses died, God challenged Joshua to possess the land. Since Joshua had been with the Israelites, here's the challenge, since he had been with them, he's been with them, traveling with them, he knew their weaknesses, he knew their grumbling, he knew their problems, he knew their attitude. He knew how they often desired to go back to Egypt, how they would blame Moses for their plight. And so Joshua knew all of this, and no doubt at times, Joshua probably became discouraged even before he took charge because when Moses dies and God says, Joshua, my servant Moses is dead, and now you're gonna have to leave these complaining, Mummering, weak, and feeble-minded, and forgetful, and want to return to Egypt people. And though he was well past middle age, Joshua accepted God's challenge. Now here's the challenge. The Jordan River was at flood stage during this time of the year. And how it would have been better had they crossed when the weather was dry and the river was low. However, we honor God in our willingness not just to trust him when things are easy to deal with. We don't just trust him when everything is going well, but we honor him when we trust him during hard times. It's easy for anybody to trust him when you've got money in your pocket, a roof over your head, all your bills are paid, you got extra money to go on a trip, not only get water and some lemonade and some some sugar, some lemons, uh, and some sugar, but you can buy a glass of lemonade uh, from the restaurant and get an appetizer and dessert uh, because God has been good to you and everything seems to go well. The marriage is good, the children are good, the job seems secure, and it's easy to walk in, praise him, trust him, uh, and tell everybody God is good all the time, uh, and all the time God is good, uh, and all things work together for the good of them who love the Lord uh, and are called according to his purpose. But when things get rough and rocky, those are the times that you really become a witness for the Lord, letting people know I'm, my pocketbook is broke, my heart is broke, my family is jacked up, I'm about to lose my job, but in the midst of it all, I still got joy, and the God I serve is still an able God. There are times God wants us blinded to walk across rivers, through valleys, and sail through some storms. God often reveals his power best in times seemingly when there is a great challenge in our lives. Is there anybody here that can help your neighbor since they ain't listening to me and don't believe me? Tell them, neighbor, I know.
know what he's talking about because there have been some great challenges in my life and it's in those times of darkness and brokenness that God showed up right on time and showed himself mighty. Israelites, it's a time of the flood. The Israelites were preparing to walk where they had never walked before into a land of the unknown. This is a brand new generation of people. Not one of us knows what the future holds. Each day we face something new. Each day we face the unknown. And most of us feel the unknown so often that we will settle for the past instead of facing our challenges in the future. Following God into an unknown territory Though it creates in us a dependency where we have to bury more, depend on him. Amen. Because when I don't know where I'm going, I don't know what's up the road, I've got to trust my shepherd that he knows where to lead me. Yes, listen, listen. Following God into unknown territory, it, 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 it can be a little, it can be a little frightening. But we have to trust the shepherd that he knows where to lead us. And when he's leading us, we've got to remember the words of, of Sir Winston Churchill. Churchill says that kites rise against the wind, not with it. There are times in life when you feel like everything is a struggle. There, there's opposition in your way. There, there, there are challenges in your way. And no matter what direction you face, you always have a headwind. And it's in those moments you've got to remember that kites rise against the wind and not with the wind. We don't get stronger in the gym by lifting light weight. We get stronger lifting weight that is a struggle. I wish I had somebody here. If you go to the gym week after week and you started lifting 10 pound curls and you it's, it's a year later now and you're still lifting 10 pound curls, you're not going to get any stronger lifting the light weight. You've got to increase the load. And let me tell you something, the most effective rep when you are pumping iron is not the first one, it's the last one. That first one, you ain't really doing nothing but warming up the muscle. But when you get to that last one, and you, mm, 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 it's that last one that you're putting that burn in, and you gotta get that burn. It's that last one that you push in that muscle, and you're strengthening that muscle. It's when challenges and oppositions comes and stands between us and our goal, between our promised land. Toughest is when we have the opportunity to rise to our highest height. So if your week gets off to a tough start this week, just think of it as the opposing wind that is going to push you higher and higher. When you walk in that office and that co-worker that has been giving you a difficult time, look at them as the opposing wind that's going to push you higher and higher. Whatever the opposition is, just look at it and think of it as an opposing wind and you're going to cause 
whatever they've been saying, whatever they've been doing, just don't, don't get mad. Just look at them as the wind helping you to become a kite. Tell them I'm about to soar. I'm about to soar. I'm about to take off. Keep on, keep on standing in my way. I'm about to soar. Keep on talking about me. I'm about to soar. Keep on being opposition. I'm going to allow it to take me to higher heights. I ain't going to get mad. I'm just going to allow it to motivate me to go deeper with the Lord, to increase my prayer life, to increase my study life, to increase my worship. And the more I do that, the more the Lord will take me higher. I've got to. I've got to receive the challenge. Secondly, secondly, else I've got to recognize God's commitment. Look at verse number five. Is your Bible open? Verse five. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so shall I be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Ooh. No one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses. Maybe, maybe you ain't too, you don't know much about Moses. As I was with, see I know something about you, Mrs. Brown, who's absent from the body present with the Lord. I know about my father's faith. As I was with your father. You know somebody in your life who, who walked with the Lord with, with integrity and they trusted God and they had faith in God. It's good to know about Moses, but you had somebody that you saw of flesh and blood, somebody who was close in your life, and you can insert their name in this passage. As I was with Blake, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake. Joshua could have been thinking. What am I going to do? My leader is dead. Joshua, Moses is dead, but I'm still alive. Moses is dead. Moses is gone, but I'm not dead. What a word. My program, my promise, my purpose is not hindered by who is in him. My program, my promise, my purpose, my work is not hindered by who is in him. There have been people taken from you, people who have walked out on you, who have quit you, and who have left you, and you're wondering, how am I going to go on? How did they? You got to know that God is still alive. He's alive. He, let me give you some triple A help. Triple A, you know, they come pick you up on the side of the road. And some of y'all on the side of the road right now, so you need some triple A to come pick you up. If, if you're going to make it, you got to know that God, number one, A, is alive. 
Number two, you got to know that God is a awesome. You got to know that God is one A alive. He's awesome, awesome, but triple A, he is able. And you got to know that God is, he's alive. He's not dead. He hasn't left you. He has not forsaken you. God is alive. But not only is he alive, Kia, but he's awesome. He's awesome. He's amazing. He's wonderful. God is awesome. But he has shown up able. He is able. He is able. And here's the good part. The God who is alive, awesome, and able, he is with you. He walks with you. He talks with you. And he's saying to you today, put your trust in me. Don't put your trust in man because they may be here today and gone tomorrow. Put your trust in me because in this life, as long as you got God, you're going to get to where God wants you to be. And I don't care who's with you or who's not with you as long as God is for you. Joshua could accept the challenge because he recognized God's promise that God was with him. Joshua could accept this challenge because he recognized that God was with him. And in essence, God said to Joshua, if you accept the challenge, I'll commit myself to you. If you accept this challenge, you have continual support. You've got my promise that as I was with Moses, I'll be with you. I'm not going to fail you. I'm not going to forsake you. Not at all. No, I will not. I won't lose my grip on you. I won't desert you. I won't neglect you. I will not abandon you. I equipped you. I empowered you. I called you. And, and, and you now, when, you know, when it gets too much for you to handle, know this, Joshua, I am with you. Your neighbor didn't hear that. Lean over and tell the neighbor when it gets too hard for you. When you feel like you can't handle it. When you feel like you're out for the count, when you feel like you're going under and ain't coming back up, remember that God is, he's with you. He's with you. He's, he's with you. He's, he's with you. He, he, he says, listen, Joshua, I'm not going to lie to you. I need you to be strong, courageous, because Joshua, you're going to face some enemies. You're going to face some giants. You're going to face some fortified cities. So Joshua, I, I want you to know this stuff is going to happen. But notice this, you're going to always have my, my presence. Joshua probably had times, Terry, that he felt like quitting. He probably felt weak, inadequate, frightened. Perhaps he considered about turning in his resignation before this thing ever got started. But God knew all about his feelings. He knew about his personal weaknesses. He knew about his fear. And he told Joshua three times, be strong and courageous. But he also encouraged him, don't be afraid or discouraged. Because Joshua, with my presence, you got my power and you have my promises. And my promises, my power, and my presence is sufficient 
for whatever you got to deal with. We can be inspired by the same assurance because there shall not be any man, notice what it says, to stand before thee all the days of thy life. I'm not saying you won't have struggles. I'm not saying you won't have storms or, or sorrow, but what he is saying, well, you may have storms. You may through it, but tell your neighbor you're going to come out of it. You're going to go in it. It's a guarantee. As long as you're in this world, you're going to have some trouble. You're going to go in it. Yea, though, that's the reality of it. Yea, though, I walk, I'm going to go through it. Peter says, don't think it's strange when these things happen in your life because the fiery trials come to test your faith. There are some things that are going to come your way. You're going to go through it. You're going to go in it, but the good news, you're going to go through it. I wish I had somebody here. Yea, though I walk, yea, though I walk, the palace and I've got to go through some stuff, but the good news is I didn't go there to make camp. I didn't go there to set up a tent. He didn't take me there to leave me there. Notice, notice Psalm 23 and 1. The Lord is my shepherd. Dr. Allen, he makes me the lie down. In green but when I get to the valley, ain't no laying down. I'm walking through. Oh, I somebody tell me, neighbor, I didn't come here to stay here. I'm gonna go through some stuff. And the good news is, the Lord knows when to bring me out. He promises His power, His presence, His promises. His power, His presence, not an angel, but His, His presence, His promises, His, not, 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 not Michael, not Gabriel, the Lord is with us. Exodus chapter 3 verse 17, this is what the Lord said, and the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters. For I know their sorrows, here it is, not an angel, but I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of the land unto a good land and a large land unto a land flowing with milk and honey. Isaiah 41 to 10, feel thou not, not an angel, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. I will help thee. I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. And even when you don't see God or sense his presence, be assured he is right there with you. The people of Israel were willing to face the challenge ahead because God was with them. Christ has made the same commitment to us. He has given us his spirit to live in us and we are not alone with whatever challenge faces us in the future. Matthew's gospel opens up 
verse 23 with Emmanuel. The Lord God with us. And it closes in Matthew chapter 28. And Lord, I'll be with you always. Even until the end of the world. Don't think that I'm only with you when the sun is shining. Don't think I'm only with you when things are good, great, and grand in your life. But when things are dismal, dark, and discouraging, I am with you. I'm not only the God of the mountain, but I'm God also in the valley. I'm not only Lord on the seashore, but I'm Lord on the stormy sea. I wish I had somebody here. So wherever you are, dear hearts, hear me. God has made a commitment that whatever comes your way, he is with you and he is for you. And greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world. I've held you too long. I've held you too long. I've held you too long. I've got to, I've got to see the challenge. I've got to recognize his commitment. But in verse number seven, I'm standing by. I've got to respect God's commands. Only be thou strong and very courageous. That thou mayest observe to do according all, taking them all. The law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. The word. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Don't turn to the right or to the left. Stay with the word. There's some foolishness going over here. Don't turn that way. Stay with the word. There's some tricky hocus pocus stuff over here. Don't go that way. Stay with the word. There's a lot of cliches that ain't biblical. Watch out, stay with the word, that ye may be successful and prosper wherever you go. This ain't got nothing to do with no rich stuff and being a millionaire overnight, but so you'll be prosperous and successful wherever you go. Joshua's strength and courage would come from meditating on the word of God, believing his promises, and obeying its precepts. Our strength comes from meditating on the word of God, believing and obeying the word of God. I, I can't get any strength spiritually if I don't meditate. I, I've got to, this word meditate has to do with muttering. I, I, I've got to, I got to practice it, I got to meditate on it. I got to keep meditating on it. I gotta, I gotta become occupied with the word, with the word of God. I, I gotta stop putting so much other stuff in my head and in my heart. If I'm gonna be strong spiritually, I've got to meditate on the word of the word of God. Tell you that you need the word. You need the word above everything else, baby. Hear me, you need the word. God told Joshua that he was to obey the law of God. But Moses was gone. The law is still here. 
And to move into the land and to claim the victory, the people of God had to be obedient to the word. If you want to get to your promised land or get to that place where God has promised you and experienced the peace and the power and the victory in your life, we're going to have to become obedient to the word, to the word of God. We, we can't treat scripture like a buffet line. And, 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 and Sharif and simply go to the buffet and pick out and choose what you want to obey. I want all of his blessings, but I don't want all of his words. I want you to bless me. I want you to bless my going in and my coming out. I want you to make me the head and not the tail, the linden and not the bar. You want all that, don't you? I want you to open up the windows of heaven and pour me out blessings. I want men to give unto me. I want stuff come back to me. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over. I want you to open doors for me. I want you to make ways out of nowhere. I want you to move some mountains. I want you to turn some stuff around. Turn my midnight in today. God says, obey my word. Obey my word and watch me open some doors in your life. Obey my word and watch me move some mountains out of your way. Obey my word and watch me make your enemies your footstool. I wish I had somebody here. You've got to obey his, his word. This was not to be a weekend, a weekend hangout, but this is to be a daily thing. God says, stop having weekend rendezvous with me. like you are a reservist in the military. You a weekend warrior. You do it and then some of y'all do it just like that once a month. One weekend out of the month. God says you'll never have strength like that. You'll never be where I want you to be. You'll never be all that I called you to be. You got his right here. You got to feed on the word. You got to feed on it daily. When do you eat? You eat every day. Unless you're fasting, but you feed your physical body every day. And I've got to feed my spirit man, Dr. Allen, every day. I've got to eat the word. And guess what? I've got to eat some of the stuff that I don't like. I don't really care for asparagus, but I know I need some in my life. I don't really care for Brussels sprouts, but I know I need some in my life. I don't really care for celery, but I need some in my life. I've got to eat some stuff that I don't like. got to feed on the word, but not only feed on it, you've got to live the word. I got to live it every day. I got to receive it, take it in, but then I got to walk it. I got to live it. I got to be what God said I should be according to this book. I got to live like he says I should live according to this book. I've got to forgive like he wants me to forgive according to this book. I've got to give, forgive, worship, everything I do. I've got to do it like he told me to do it in his word. And for the Israelites to be blessed. He said, don't turn to the left. Don't turn to the right. But if you feed on the word, if you live on the word, you'll be blessed by the word. For the Israelites to get where God wanted them meant they had to face their challenges with the presence of God and doing it as God directed them. Nothing has changed 
things today, we still have to do the same thing. We've got to accept and receive the challenge. We have to recognize his commitment and we have to respect the word of God if we're going to move into our promised land because God has made some promises to us in the word of God. But God is saying, if you want this to take place in your life, then you've got to do that. But until you do that, this ain't going to happen. I wish I had somebody here. You can sit over there. You can speak in tongues. You can spin around a hundred times. You can walk it around it 1,500 times. But ain't nothing going to happen. You can jump up and down. Ain't nothing going to happen. You can shout. You can lift up your hands. But until you do what I said do, it ain't going to happen. Stay on the wall. Don't come down. 
Because whenever there's a challenge, opposition in our lives, it's an opportunity to depend on God. I got an opportunity to throw up my hands and quit. Or an opportunity to trust God. To use what's facing me to lift me to higher heights. Stay on the wall. Trust Him. Trust Him. Whatever it is, child. because the doctor ain't in control. I knew you before I was born. I knew the day you arrived. I knew the day you were born to arrive before you showed up. I, I know. I know you. I know your down sitting. I know your uprising. I know your faults before you think of them. I know everything about you. I know your inward parts. I know your outer parts. Matter of fact, I know how many number of hands are on your head. So I know what I'm saying. I know what I called you to do. I know what I want you to do. Even when it comes to sharing our faith, I don't know enough. I'm not articulate enough. I, I, I don't know the whole Bible. I don't, I don't know a lot of scripture. I say, 
This is what the Lord is saying to you. I say, after my spirit has come upon you. That was at the moment of salvation when you place your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. You didn't have to tarry and wait for the Holy Spirit. But at the moment you place your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit set a residence in you. And he says in Acts 1 and 8, after my spirit has come upon you, you shall be a witness unto me. But, but I, I can't do it, God. You shall be. You don't have to do it like anybody else. Do it like I made you. Be strong. Be courageous. God, I got trouble in my way. Be strong. Be courageous. No man shall be able to stand against you. Not to say you won't have trouble, but what I'm promising you is you'll have victory. Thanks be to the Lord. First Corinthians chapter 15, that last verse, thanks be to the Lord who giveth us the victory. Giveth, present tense, he keeps on giving us victory. Don't you quit, don't you throw in the towel, don't you give up. Be strong. Be courageous. Walk in the victory that God has promised you. He had already given them the promise. He said, just walk in it. I've already given you victory. Walk in it. Be strong, be courageous. 
as I was with Moses, so shall I be with you. It's an issue with my children. Be strong. Be courageous. As I was with Moses, so shall I be with you. Whatever it is, So 